Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I am Jerry, uh, and with me today, Max and Terry. Terry's back from his uh, vac- vacation to Antarctica. That's that's what happened. No, he was at uh, special screenings of uh, yeah Avengers Endgame. That's where he was. He's he's good friends with Scarlett Johansson. You know, he, he doesn't like to publicize it it's just who he is you know uh so so i i brought it up to these gents i was like you know because because you know toffee blues john had said why don't we start talking about end game a little bit terry would love it and i was like yeah i don't i can't think of anything else to talk about and then max was like what about the manchester derby and i'm just like well shit yeah i i watched that too yeah. that's more football related so on, man. pfa team of the year wolves being mm-hmm. exceptionally good, no, yeah, it was an interesting night. It's a weird, it's a weird little, weird little stretch. Uh, it's a weird part of the season where we actually have a little bit to play for, you know. And really. so I do. It's it's ish. It's <laughs> ish. You know what I mean? It's like we have a little bit to play for. So I'm pulling against you know Wolves and and, and Leicester and the, and Watford and the teams we were competing with for seven. But at the same time, they're playing against some of these teams that I I want to lose, you know, so I'm sort of, yeah, it's a strange time right now, frankly, um, but uh, just just throwing it out there, City, uh, yeah, they did take care of things yesterday, that did happen, so knowing nods, that's what I'll say, we are, we're all nodding, and that's all we're going to go, it's all we're going to say, that's it, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and none none of us have seen Avengers Endgame yet. Uh, we're not we're not the uh, the perfect Marvel fanboys that we that maybe we ought to be. But I will say, if anyone is close to that, it's probably Terry. Uh, <laughs> Terry is the closest of, of knowing what's in that universe. I will say, Terry, you were talking about that shot from Iron Man Two uh, with uh, is it Shoot to Thrill by ACDC. Uh, yeah, I I watched Iron Man two the other day with my son, and we decided we're gonna put that on his little pump up mix. Uh, that was <laughs> because that scene started. I was like, "Yes, Terry, yes." <laughs> I I didn't remember this. This is so awesome. <laughs> what you don't realize, Jerry, is the second you said the word Endgame at the start of the podcast, a lot of people switched off in fear of spoilers in case we've mm. seen it. So oh, no, no. <laughs> So um, I know every time I've seen the word Endgame on social media since yesterday afternoon, um, I've just immediately switched away. I'm on a I'm on a, yeah. I'm on a social media blackout for a, a couple of days now until I see it because people can't help themselves. They, they, I don't no. I don't even want to know if people think it was good. I know what I think. I know I think it will be good. I don't want to. I don't even want to know that you've seen it. I want to pretend I'm the only one in the world who's going to see it. I am ridiculous levels for avoiding spoilers. I will go to the cinema with headphones in in the lobby to make sure nobody spoils it on me. So I I will go and I'll take the headphones out when I get to my seat and then that's it. I, I I don't want any spoilers to get that away from me. So everyone, if you if you happen to to approach Terry for the hug that I've promised you, and you happen to see him out and he's wearing headphones, just just don't talk about anything Marvel. You know what I mean? <laughs> just nothing, none of that. You know. The crazy thing is, like I've read the books, the Infinity War books, so I know what happens and all that stuff. So I there none of the nothing's gonna spoil it for me. I read a cool review the other day and it, it wasn't what I was expecting. So that's what I'll say. Hey, that's not a spoiler at all. I didn't say if it was even a bad or a good review. Hey. So, uh, so yeah. So, that's a thing that's happening. Max absolutely hates pop culture, so he's I not finally, worried about it. I finally <laughs> seen Dumbo. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> how, how was it, Max? Finally got it off the bucket list. No, the Tim Burton one. <laughs> yeah. How was it? Did you were you, were you uh, pleasantly surprised, or were you kind of like, eh, I wish I was younger? No, it, no, it was good. I I quite enjoyed it. To be fair, I I quite like his 
his, his filmmaking trope, is it? Like, the kind of, just the dark undertones of it. It's pretty cool. The guy's got a hell of a production design eye. You know what I mean? It's always just gorgeously, just just like frames that you could take a still frame and put it on a wall. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's always the use of shadow. Ah, oh, man. It's just, it's pretty and like this, if you're one of those people who has that, the dark side and likes the kind of, the darkness, you know, the, yeah, yeah, man. That's, sure. Burton's, Burton's one of your guys. Seeing Danny, Danny cool. DeVito as a kind of tyrannical boss is also a bonus. I think he plays them roles particularly well. Tim Burton's like style was is like so iconic that it invented a type of teenager, didn't it? It's sort of you get like <laughs> emos, goths, Tim Burton emos, like this like <laughs> the kids who wear like the Jack Skellington like stripy pants and stuff like that. It, Tim Burton fan is a type of teenager. Like that's how lasting his impact has been. It's very, it's very uh, Edward Scissorhands, you know, uh, inspired. That's <laughs> that's great. <laughs> uh, I got a, a buddy of mine from film school, and he was his favorite director all throughout film school was Burton, and we just constantly gave him shit about it, just because it was his favorite. And we were at film school, and we're like all the the nerds with the nose in the air, and Burton's, you know, popular, and uh, he's in regular theaters, and, you know, and the guy stuck with it. Props to him. He stuck with it. You know what I mean? I will say I'm always, I've always been a Big Fish fan. You know, that big fish, uh, I think my least favorite part is Ewan, McGregor, Ewan McGregor's southern accent in it. Just because I'm from the south, it would be, I don't know, I think you guys would have a similar excuse if, if my stupid ass was sitting there trying to do a scouse accent. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, southern, southern accents to majority of British people, I think, are uh, Big Daddy from Django Unchained. <laughs> yeah, the real... <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm and, I, and, I, and that one's iffy for me too. That one's iffy for me too. That's funny. Is that, that Texas, Tennessee? It's like it's super like. Um, it's stereotype. That's yeah. what it is, Terry. It is cliche as hell. That's what it is. Uh, being one of the guys who likes to fight those Southern American cliches, I see that and I'm like, oh, but then I'm like, it's Tarantino. It's fine. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, see, I like how I like how this introduction has just been an absolute hodgepodge of everything. <laughs> it's just we literally just thrown like five things together and said we're gonna make it work. It's an intro casserole, you know. <laughs> intro pudding. Here it is. All right, so that's it. Then let's move on to actually talk about Everett Football Club for the people who are out there listening with their with their ears. Uh, podcasters, this, the, the show's going to go like this. We're going to start with a Palace preview, a match preview, because that happens this weekend on uh, Saturday, methinks. Um, then we're going to talk about a, a, an article came out, a report from the Liverpool Echo, talking about a big summer overhaul. Uh, I've got a lot of notes on that particular article because it's pretty damn interesting if it's legit. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, is the summer overhaul in the cards? What the hell's going on with that? And then we're going to finish just like we always do quiz between Terry and Max. Max is full strength today uh, as opposed to last time when he was hungover. Uh, Yeah, but he's he's here all the way, Terry. Just so you know, guys, this one's hard as hell. Alright? John actually said he was being a proper bastard with this one. I just want to say, Quizmaster John says this. It's... I... I'd be I would I would get very few of these because I'm fledgling. You guys may be fine. It's hard. That's what I'm gonna say. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, John knew it. Uh, So, gentlemen, Palace match preview. Um, It's away. It's not at Goodison. All right. So automatically, we have to just uh, assume the worst, eh? uh, right now they're they're twelfth in the table with forty two points, so essentially safe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They are they are at that point. They've hit that threshold. They're twelve six and seventeen for the season. Their previous three, they just beat Arsenal three two, lost to City three one, and they beat Newcastle one nil. I mean they're not playing poorly right now. For a team that's sort of okay save wise, uh, who knows? Now that they've pushed past forty points, maybe 
they'll chill a bit. But you know, they still they got some talent on their team. Um, possible starters: uh, Vicente Guayita. See if I got that right. I like that, my my Spanish accent. Uh, Juan Bisaka, Scott Dan, Martin Kelly. Uh, could be either Van Anholt or Ward uh, playing outside back there. Uh, James MacArthur, Milivojevic, who I'm so happy to be able to say his name and not butcher it the way I used to. Milivojevic, no. Uh, <laughs> Milivojevic, no, no. Uh, Milivojevic, uh, Kuyate, uh, Meyer, Benteke, and Zaha. So... I'm starting with Max this time because, like, like I said, Terry, you're a regular, so you don't get the guest treatment anymore. I, <laughs> Max, I, is there anybody you're worried about on this on this Palace squad? Other, like, in particular, where you're like, holy hell, besides Zaha? Because let's be honest, that's a potent player. Yeah, you know. And to be honest, I wanted to bring the point up because I think it's it, quite a common discussion. Like, I see, you know, certain accounts tweet out, like, who who do you think the best player outside the top six is? And the most, like, the overwhelming responses tend to be either Zaha or Sigurdsson. So, mm. I, I see, I like that quite, I think that's going to be an interesting battle, I suppose, to keep an eye on. Just, um, I had a little look at the, uh, the appearances, goals and assists. Zaha's got 31 appearances this season, nine goals, eight assists. Gilfie's got 38, 14 goals, 6 assists. That's in all competitions. Although Gilfie's 29, Zaha's 26. Like, they are mm-hmm. two exceptionally talented players. Um, and, you know, I I think that that's where Zaha's home is, isn't it, really? Crystal Palace, I think he left far too early and um, yeah. kind of felt that. And he's come back and I think they've, all, they've almost kind of formed a team that plays to his strength. In that accommodating them, you know, not too because he plays as a, as a striker, if I'm not mistaken, you know, he, he gets mm-hmm. thrown up there with the likes of Ben Terke, Andros Townsend, which tends to work pretty well for him. But I don't know, I I, I rate Crystal Palace as a, as a team. Mm-hmm. I think they're a, they're a really hard opposition to come up against, particularly for Everton. They seem to play at Sellers Park. They play a low block that's really hard for us to find space in and around. Um, I was having a little looks at the head to heads and. We were last beaten by them in September 2014. So in the last eight, we've done pretty decent. But that's been four draws. So as I said, they are still a pretty solid team to try and work around. But in, in answer to your question, Jerry, I don't know, in, in terms of the players, I was a big fan of Max Meyer when he was at Schalke. And I, I'm glad that he come over to the, the Premier League. Maybe yeah. not lit it up per se. I mean, probably because he's a Crystal Palace and... They tend to, you know, they've got a history of relegations and needing to fluctuate between the bottom half of the table and and rele- relegation side. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe if he, if he started developing his performances over the next season or so, he might find himself at a more stable club to showcase his skills a bit more. But yeah, I, I feel like they're a solid team and they're not going to be uh, an easy a walk in the park by any means. Yeah, I know. Previously, when we've played them, I was concerned about Bissaka and Van Anholt and. Uh, having that speed coming up the wings because I was concerned about our outside backs. I am not as much anymore, you know, with the the form of Luca Dean and uh, Coleman. That's not something I'm as, I'm sweating as much this time. I still think those are good players, but yeah, it's not something where I pinpoint it and say that's a problem area for us because I don't see it as being a problem area anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Terry, uh, with this particular squad uh we've had some strange fluctuation in terms of playing versus uh big you know the big six side the top six sides and player and, and teams below us in the table um we seem to have a little bit more joy playing against the teams that kind of go at us a little bit more is this going to be a case of, do you think they're going to come at us because they're at home and they're you know they, I tend I think they tend to love playing at home their crowds usually really strong uh, or do you, do you think they'll sit back and try to counter, uh, and it might give us some trouble, or, or what? Not really sure. They, they they've got an amazing home support, but they've not been very good at home this season. Uh, they've actually been better mm-hmm. on the road than they have um, at Sellers Park. They're a, they're a weird one, Crystal Palace, because <laughs> they. I don't understand why they aren't in with the team they've got. Why they're not in that block of teams that we're in with, mm. you know. 
at the minute it's sort of moved into us, Wolves, Watford and Leicester, but also throughout the season you can say West Ham and Bournemouth as well. West Ham. I don't know why why Palace aren't aren't in that block, like it's sort of even above the likes of Bournemouth, because they some of the players they've got are absolutely great. Like on paper, like their full backs are strong. They've got a good partnership at the back. I, I mean, I'm going to come on to this in a second, but they, Tompkins and um, Sacco are their usual centre-back partnership. I think they're out. I think they're both out. That might affect um, the way they play. They might, it might knock their confidence a little bit. They might not want to come high up the pitch because mm. they have, haven't got their first two centre-back partners and Scott Dan isn't the mm. quickest anymore. But... I don't know. I mean, Zaha, they've got Batshuayi on loan. Max Meyer, obviously, he's new to the league and he's settling a little bit. Um, I was a big fan of him as well at Chelka. Max, I was a bit actually gutted we didn't get him last summer when he was mm. going for free, but we got, mm. of the two, you know, higher profile free transfers, I'm glad, I'm happy with the one we got in, in Bernard's. But I'm actually the biggest, one of the biggest battles on the pitch for me for this game will be Bernard versus Wambasaka because I, earlier in the yeah. season I in the Goodison game Bernard was quite early into his um, his Everton career you know he was still coming up to speed with the with the league and he couldn't get out of Wambasaka's pocket all game he was an absolute beast and this was when Wambasaka was doing this to everyone every week and he he still is you know arguably mm. but now I'm really looking forward to seeing this sort of settled and more confident and more up to speed Bernard versus him because I think Wambasaka is a top player and it's a shame that it works like this but he's probably going to leave in short in a short amount of time because the top teams could really do with them or any of them he would go into most of their teams mm. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Bernard and Wambasaka get on him as a battle because Bernard in the last few weeks has been one of our best players and I think he will give a much better showing for himself than he did in the previous game. Hmm. You just mentioned something, and I have to say it. You mentioned being in Bissaka's, Juan Bissaka's pocket. Can we kind of stop the memes where people say when they go home and empty their pockets and it's got the player in the pocket? Can we just can we stop that one? Like, I got it. You know, let's figure out another thing to say they were really good defending there's got to be another way i've right? seen quite a funny one after the after the uh, after the derby though i know it it, it plays on stereotype uh, uh, and the like but it I was look at dean after the merseyside derby with like khakis mo salah and a baguette like i don't know why you don't like them you know i think they're quite funny okay okay that's funny because it's playing a little differently though the baguette is funny okay because that's that's just being kind of goofy but it's like i don't know i almost want to do like the anti one where they take out the stuff of their keys and it's literally the stuff they would normally have in their pocket just because just just because because i i, I want to turn it on its head i'm just sick of seeing it come on let's be let's figure out something else let's, let's do let's do a new thing but the baguette thing is funny max you're right okay i would <laughs> Would have giggled at that like a friggin' idiot. I would have. <laughs> um, One did it as well with Zuma and um, Lukaku at the weekend. The, you know the keys, phone, Lukaku, baguette, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, 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 you mentioned Zuma, and that totally reminded me. Uh, Chico Azul's been doing those like cringy nicknames, <laughs> and. And I, I, I got to be honest, like, I want to use them ironically, like, so bad, but I'm scared people will think because I'm American, I'm using them, cause, uh, like, as my nickname. <laughs> but he he said for Kurt Zuma, he called him Kurt Locker, and that's just, I, I, I couldn't help it. It was just, I fucking thought that was great. I was like, that's so cringy, and it's awesome. That's hilarious. So, yeah, I don't know. Not Not like he's watching this or anything, but, yeah. Azul is some of the best uh, comedy writing, actually, that I've seen. His best, it's really good comedy writing. His best joke of the whole season for me was actually against Crystal Palace, but in the previous game, he said that James Tompkins has got the kind of face that if he walked onto stage onto the stage in the middle of a play, you'd immediately know that he was the bad guy. <laughs> and if you look at James Tompkins, you'd go, "Yeah, you would." <laughs> yeah. It's just legitimately well-written comedy. Uh, so, yeah, just saying. Uh, <laughs> um, a few things about, about our squad going into this one. Not to shift gears away from Chico, because I could probably talk about that for a while. Uh, Gomez is still out. 
That's a thing. It, it hurts, but not as bad as we thought it would hurt because Schneiderlin has come in and Max is over to just sit there going, yeah, he has, hasn't uh-huh. he? Um, so that's a thing. Um, Richarlison's a doubt. That's something we found yeah. out from the press conference, from Silva's press conference. And Walcott has a bit of an illness. Uh, I think there's still a chance that he'll start. We know if he was perfectly healthy, he'd probably start and everybody would be groaning, like, why would, when we have Lookman? The stars are aligning. But, Finally, we might actually see Lutman get a start. Maybe. Caused the big, maybe. Caused the big difference in the reserve fixture. So it'd be great to see him get a run out. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see exactly what happens with that. But uh, we should uh, probably drop uh, some predictions now, gents. Um, I'm not... I'm maybe not as confident as I wanted to be, but let's see what you guys say. Terry... 2-1 Everton. 2-1 Everton. Max yeah. is going to say the same thing, yeah. right? Yeah, probably. I was going to... I'm, I'm debating whether we'll score 2 or 3, but I don't know. As I said, the low block, and we usually struggle. So I'll go for 2-1. Okay, now I feel like the asshole in the bar. Okay, I'm just saying. I feel... Am I the guy? Yeah. Um, because it's a way... It's away, and I'm I'm gonna say one-one draw. Uh, yeah, I'm a little. I'm still kind of nervous after after Fulham. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. All right. I, I I want us to to prove it away from home. I want to see that same energy. So yeah. Somehow wrapping that up. Yeah. Need that. Guys, anything else on this uh, on this match preview, uh, this Palace match preview? Have we have we covered most things? Anything else uh, as far as uh, our squad that we need to cover? Uh, one of the things I wanted to mention is there's a possibility if we have most of the possession in this one, it doesn't allow us to uh, utilize our our press as much, which doesn't create as much kind of turmoil and confusion with the opposition. So um, I'll be I'll be curious like whenever we do give up possession how that's going to work um that's my that's 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 my only thing though that's uh, my only big concern when we play these squads that are potentially going to sit back a little bit Mm. that's my main one so um yeah we'll see how it goes um so i guess that's it for our uh crystal palace match preview Uh, so, so gentlemen, story came out uh, today being Thursday. So, obviously, this will come out on Friday. So, bear that in mind. Uh, it was in the Liverpool Echo about a summer overhaul uh, for the Everton squad. Uh, the Echo's, uh, you, I think, Terry, you said it's Kirk, Kirk Bride that put it out. So, usually pretty reliable source. I think Everton tend to feed him information often. Uh, but the Echo understands that the Blues are planning to work with a squad of 20 outfield players, three goalkeepers, and a handful of youngsters. And by the way, some of these are direct quotes from the piece, so I just want to go ahead and say these are their words, and we're just going to be talking about it. Um, possibly uh, almost, two, almost two teams' worth of players would either be sold or loaned or released this summer, and Europa League qualification could result in the planned squad being expanded but in that case, the preference would be to promote some of the title-winning U23 players. Uh, additionally, it go, the article goes on to talk about how we want to wrap up permanent deals for Gomez and Zuma, uh, a right back, a right wing, uh, and someone up front. And it seems like that's, those are target areas for us. And then they list a lot of players who could be on their way out who are, we're not sure where they stand. Players like Vlasic, who I had heard that Maybe he's in our plans for next season, but he yeah, really doesn't want to come back is what it sounds like. That was where the is that he's, yeah. he's set on going, so maybe we'll mm-hmm. for offloading them, which is unfortunate, I think. But. Yeah. Uh, and, and Onyekuru, who I know we're going to be trying to get, we think we're a lot more confident about the work permit this time around, I believe, but is he in the plans regardless? Mm-hmm. Hard to say, you know? Because um, I know you know we could make something on him if, if we sold him. You know, more than what we what we bought him for, for sure. Um, you know, and then there's a lot of players. There's some players you know that are on their way out. 
you know, if we can sell them. Like Morales, uh, Neos, uh, Luke Garbett, Shani Tereshad, remember Williams. him. Uh, <laughs> Ashley Williams, who I think is finishing up his contract, he's going to leave for yeah. free probably. I believe that's what's going on. Um, Jags and Baines, what's going on with them? Um, I think McCarthy's probably going to push for a move is what it seems like. Uh, and, and then there's a lot of U23 players or, or, or players that have been playing or that, or that have been on loan. What are we going to do with uh, Beningamy? What are we going to do with Kieran Dowell, um, Connolly, Pennington? Uh, Mason Holgate, I think it says in the article, is probably coming back. Uh, we're going to listen to offers for Besic. And that's all my information. All right, so guys, let's have a big discussion. We're going to start with Terry because last time we started with Max and we don't want Terry to think we don't have any more love. So Terry... How does all this strike you? It's a. It would be a lot of turnover in the locker room. I think if they could pull it off in in that exact way, it'd be ideal. Like you want managers prefer smaller squads in that regard because they get to work with them a lot closer. It's going to be difficult to get rid of that many players. It never works like that. It's it's not football. Yeah, no it's way. Not FIFA. Like there's a lot of players who are on decent salaries and aren't very good and you know the clubs that they would improve can't afford to pay them I think mm. we're going to have to subsidise some wages for some players to get rid of them some of them are straightforward like Ashley Williams he'll be out of contract he won't be renewed I, I wouldn't be surprised if his locker Simple. was cleared out even last summer when he went on loan that was probably always the plan um, I didn't. I didn't mention Balassi, by the way, who supposedly is not in Gomez. Uh, in uh, Gomez, I'm saying it like he's the manager. Silva's plans. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Terry. Didn't, yeah, didn't it's it depends really on on which player is. I, I mean, if if that is true about 20 players being up for up for leaving, I think at least one, if not both, of Jaggy Elker and Baines will be uh, not retained. Be a shame, um, especially for Baines from my own point of view, because he's one of my favourites ever, Everton players. But yeah, I think too. Marcel Brands and Marco Silva and Farah Mashiri, I think they want to, you know, kick on with a new vision for the club, sort of build around youth and long term. They want to build a young squad that develops just as we're going into the new stadium. That's the long term plan, I imagine. Some of them will be harder to get rid of than others. Like I, I think you know, you release some players. I think the likes of Garbutt, the likes of McCarthy, the players who are going to have one year left on their deal, um, possibly Nias, things like that as well. I'm not sure on that one. Um, they might just. I think he's coming to the end of his contract. Yeah, I think like that's they'll have they one said. year next year. Anyone like that, Morales yeah. as well. I think they will either be sold for a nominal fee or they'll go out on loan for a loan fee and then just like Williams this year won't be retained when they come back uh, and we'll just get if not all of the wages a portion of the wages off the bo- off the books the ones we'll struggle to sell are the ones we want money for basically Sandro Ramirez I really you know unless, I'll be very surprised if anyone comes in and buys him even for a low price because yeah. Unless he decides to surprise us and drop his wages, which I, I can't see any player doing anywhere. But, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of players to get rid of. It wouldn't really impact the team. I think I can name... I, I won't do it because, you know, people will switch off. But I could name 20 players from this, on professional senior contracts at the club in various places. Like, they'll be on loan. Some of them are in the squad. Without even touching the first team squad of eighteen players, maybe mm. one or two like mm. a Schneiderlin or a or a Tosin, who do play but aren't you know key players. Who the six are who bring who come in? I think even if he they bring in six new players, I think the starting eleven from the last few games, if everything comes off and we wave a magic wand, it's still going to be the same. I think these six players won't all just go in like. Um, some people would want them to. I think Coleman still starts at right back next season. I think uh, for the start of next season, I think Calvert-Lewin still starts up front. And then over the time, they slowly get introduced and hopefully they can gel. We started, we've seen names linked with in, in positions that, that we've that have been mentioned in this article, like Raphael uh, Liao, is that how you say it? The uh, Lille yeah. striker. Uh, David Neres, mm-hmm. uh, Ajax for uh, right wing. Uh, I think they said as well, um, <laughs> yes. Fielder as well, we were linked with Lucas Tosart for, um, at Leon to Leon, replace yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> I, I mean, in a perfect world, that would all come off, and then you just, next season, 
build on that. 20 outfield players, young kids like Ben Gibson, um, Lewis Gibson, I keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Gibson, Josh Bowler, players like that come in and see, you know, Robinson, who's come back from loan, Holgate, see how they do in the squad. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, ideally, I think it's brilliant. It's just, can you pull off that many ins and outs? It's not easy to sell players. Mm. Yeah, especially somebody like a, a Cuco Martina, you know, players like that who have a contract with us. I, I don't first. I think I, we're going to have a lot of trouble. It's going to be the same problems we had last summer. It's going to be, I mean, very yeah. much. The only difference is some of these aren't going to have much contract left, so their value is going to have gone down. So I think I think we'll be more willing to to sell for cheaper on some of those. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, I saw the list and I was sitting there thinking, in theory, that that all works. In theory. Yeah. You know, but it's not, you're right, it's not like Football Manager, it's not like FIFA. Did you also, you know? Sorry, Max, did you also no. like that I wouldn't go through the 20 players and then I proceeded to go through the 20 players? <laughs> I pictures there, didn't I? Yes. Sorry, Max, go on. <laughs> they didn't turn away, though. They <laughs> full analysis, but no, I'd just like to refer back to one of the first things that Marcel Brand said when he came in as director of football. He said, you know, we've got 38 players and none of them are getting any younger. Yeah. So, like, my response to seeing Everton squad overhaul, it's not our oh, brilliant. It's uh, I'm not surprised. Like you know, we've still mm-hmm. got a hell of a dead, uh, a lot of dead wood to shift. Like Terry's just literally rat- rattled them all off. But in terms of the wage structure, you know, it's completely blown out of proportion since you know over the last couple of years under the past hierarchies that have been in charge. But at the moment under Marco Silva, right now, I feel like this is the first time since that core squad of Barkley, Stones, Lukaku, Delafeo, since they disabandoned, I think now for the first time we've got our eleven on paper. Obviously, and we you know, mm-hmm. Kurt Zuma and Andre Gomez pending, but we've got our eleven players now and we tend to lean on the same say three substitutions, Theo Walcott, Tom Davies, or and possibly Tosin. Um but even mm-hmm. Tosin was another one that was listed at the uh, what was it listed as twenty million. The, the, the club believers valuation to be which for me I don't feel like we're going to get someone coming in and offering 20 million for Cenk Tosin so if we are wanting to sell him play him personally I feel like I, I know that carrot still dangling in terms of the seventh place but obviously it is out of our hands I know that the, the, the development of Calvert Lewin is a product of his game time, like because he's been seeing so much game time that you know we've been seeing the rewards of that. However, as you said about it earlier, Jerry, you know we have got to start putting a few of these players in the shop window, albeit a lot of them are out on loan. Um, but uh, you know we've got to sell them. Why? Like it's interesting because Mo Besic is an interesting one because I'd actually take Mo Besic on, you know, particularly with mm-hmm. Adrissa Gay. That kind of still being up in the air whether or not he's going to get that that PSG move, um, and to see a like for like replacement for Idrissa Gay of the same caliber, I don't think that's going to be a a problem that we can fix in one summer. So I'd rather have Mo Besic there as that kind of Harrian defensive midfielder with legs, but um, I, I don't know. I suppose it, it that's subjective and down to your personal opinion of how you'd utilize the current squad, but. Um, I suppose in, in terms of the, the pecking order and the, and the hierarchy of those 20 players that we're looking to shift, I think there are a few that could possibly, like I said earlier, Vlasic and Yusuf Onyekeru, you know, there are still a few that could you know, lend a hand in being part of the squad. Yeah, Tosin's a weird situation because he's come out and said, I'm really happy at Everton. All right, now... Let's think, let's dissect this a bit, (laughs) all right? Is he saying, I'm really happy at Everton not playing? I don't think that's the case. I think he's saying, I'm really happy getting paid what I'm getting paid by Everton. That's what I think he's really saying. I think he actually requested to go out on loan uh, Mm -hmm. in January, I believe. He told them, he said, I'm willing to go out and get stronger and play on loan somewhere. I think he... He said, I'm cool with that, in the, and Silva was like, nah, I want to keep you here because we need a little bit more attacking yeah. you know, strength. Um, 
But Tosin's a stranger. I think he'll go out on loan. I don't even know if we're going to sell him because the idea of getting 20 for a player that didn't even play that much this season. But uh, but then again, the market's just nuts yeah, these days. What you get for players. Pretty interesting that the most co- you know the most common point that a certain Sam Allardyce seems to bring up is that we need you know this centre forward. I think people just forgetting that he was the man at the helm of the twenty-seven million pound move of Cenk Tosin. I mean, I know it yeah. may not have necessarily been his target, but he was the man in the hot seat at the time of that transfer. So, yeah, Terry's a big fan. When we drop Sam Allardyce quotes about the current regime, <laughs> it's yeah. Well, I mean, if we were to sell nineteen players and one of the the you know the surplus to requirement players were to stay I'd pick Tosin I I think if you've got 20 players as the, is the plan you can't just have two strikers all season you call the Lewin and a new player you need a third striker and I think Tosin brings something I know he's not really suited to the way Silver wants to play he's not very fast but I think he's an excellent finisher he is you know he does seem he very happy at the club for whatever reason, I'm not. I, I would subscribe to the same belief as you that it's probably the money. I think another Premier League team comes in for him and he happily goes. And I wouldn't certainly be knocking back any halfway decent bids for him. But you know what I mean when if you if the, when the injuries pile up and you've got a lot of games and all that, it, it doesn't hurt to have a, you know another striker yeah. there who's experienced. And mm-hmm. we might get 20 million for him. Like Liverpool got 20, 19 million for Dominic Solanke. Now, I know he's young and English, but he hasn't done, he hasn't scored goals like Tosin has in the Premier League. Tosin's at least proved he can do it at this level, whereas Slanky really hasn't. He was just bought on potential, whereas Tosin, I think, good example of a club who could probably, who would be well served coming in for him are Crystal Palace. Mm. Ben Teke doesn't really do it for them. Batuai might go back to Chelsea and get a loan elsewhere or whatever. I think a club like Palace, who play to the strengths of Tosin, who play. You know, with a strong forward like a, a target man, that kind of thing. I think he'd be great there. Just he's not a right fit for Everton in the in our perfect scenario in our strongest team. But he's definitely got value. I think just depending on what his wages are like. If they're super high, then he's got to go. But if they're reasonable, he's very low on the on the sell list to me. Even though he is on it. To be fair to Tosin, I'm I'm gonna try to be fair to him here. All right, um, I haven't seen him play a lot with the squad performing the way they've been performing lately. You know what I mean? Uh, ever since that, you know, that that uh, Goodison derby, uh, we've played better. As a whole, it's like we've it's like something clicked in in our system. So we haven't really gotten to see Tosin play and interact in that particular environment. To be fair to him. However, other times this season when he's had opportunities, he has had some wide-open opportunities, and he has not shown the clinical finishing that, Terry, I feel like I feel like you and I definitely feel like he's got that in his locker. I'm not sure, Max, the only reason I, I didn't mention you is because Terry just said it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I feel like he's, I've always associated him as being clinical and not really having much pace uh, compared to Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin is just a streak on the field. He's just flat line speed. Um, and he's shown that he can hold the ball up really well, too. I'd love to see Tosin get more of an opportunity in the squad like that, having us playing like that, see if he's doing all the... Because he's a hard-working player. He is. Okay, that's never really accused him of being lazy. Um, it's just not right for the system. That's what we all think, I think, at this point. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see him given an opportunity, but not at a time when we're... I, I, I You know, you mentioned put him, putting him in the shop window, Max. I'm sort of... I'm I'm half and half on that because I I want I want Calvert Lewin to continue developing, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm iffy on it. I I do think we're not going to get much money for him if we don't play him, and, and I don't think I don't think people are going to pay more than I don't know 15 for him if he's not playing this season. Wow. It's hard, uh, but Palace was one of those squads, Terry, who supposedly wanted him when we wanted him when we bought him. I think yeah. alone. That was like the other alone team. Alone with an option to buy will probably be the only way he goes out the door. I don't think anyone's going to stop up that kind That's of money. Good. But um, alone with a price at the end would probably suit not just Everton and the player, but um, but the buying club. And I think you know, depending depending where he goes, 
he's got a very good chance of, of earning himself a move. He is a good player. He's just not uh, he's just not an Everton player, not at this time. Like he, we Calvert Lewin is the the prototype striker. Like if, if if the only thing he's missing from his game, Calvert Lewin is being clinical, and I think um, that's what we're going to look for in another striker, Calvert Lewin, but scores more. And Tosin is just the not mm-hmm. that player. But um, yeah. he's he's one of the more difficult ones. I think a lot of the other players like who've just got zero future, they're they're all self-explanatory. Like uh, Balassi players like that, you know, they, they, even if they come back, they're never going to play. So they just, they, they need, it's not all down to Marcel Brands. They they need their agents to find the moves. And then hopefully, if it all comes off the way we want it, we'll be a lot more lean and healthy as a club to to go forward because we are carrying around a lot of a lot of baggage, a lot of dead wood, and mm. they're taking massive amounts of money out the wage bill, which is probably stopping us bringing in players until they're gone. Because even the likes of Garbutt and that are apparently on like thirty grand a week, which adds up if you have set you know like two teams worth of players who aren't contributing. How many? How much better off will we be when we can say say it happens? Say the magic wand gets waved and we do all this. The summer after we could go turn around, turn around and buy a proper game changing top top player because we're we're free enough to do that. We've got the financial. Capability can't do that this summer. It's too many players dragging us down. Yeah, I think I think it is going to be a long haul. Yeah, I think we just brought in too many players that aren't contributing in terms of key performance indicators, and they just haven't lived up to the hype. And to be fair, as it was mentioned in the article, you know, it, it's going to be it, you know it's going to be interesting to see how we lean on the the under twenty threes league winning side. But being said, you know, what better squad to lean on than a squad that just won the league yeah and I liked I don't know the more I think about some of these older players who who we made mistakes by maybe giving uh, contract re-ups you know it's just probably not the not the smartest moves uh, just some mistakes were made uh, but I love the idea thinking about it you know we've talked about how uh, you know Bron's previous club where they're at right now and it just you salivate when you think about having this stable of young players coming through, and everybody's on the same system, and it's just it's exciting. It is, uh, it is. But I, I do think long haul is a it's a patient game. Yeah, it's gonna have to be. So, gents, anything else on this uh, potential summer? Okay, cool. Well, then that's it for. Uh, for the summer overhaul segment. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for If You Know Your History, the Everton-based quiz segment that pits Terry against Max in a cage match of Toffee's Wit and Might. I just don't mess that up anymore. Until I do. Uh, so, guys, it's a starting 11 segment, uh, and if you have been living under a rock for a while and you don't understand how this works, here's how it works. I uh, tell these guys a match from the past, a classic match that Everton has featured in, in which Everton has featured. Got to make sure I, I'm not ending with a preposition there. Uh, and uh, and they, they try to tell me who started and maybe who was subbed in. Uh, and they go back and forth, and uh, yeah. And if for some reason somebody says an incorrect name really early, as 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 happens sometimes, yeah. No one no one can see Terry's eyes darting back and forth right now, <laughs> but sure, I I can hear them. No, <laughs> uh, then then it'll be over. So we'll uh, we'll I'll be flipping the the quote unquote coin here in a minute just to see who gets it. Uh, who goes first and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, we go back and forth, and the, the reward, the prize, the the, the cup is uh, picking a, a tune to close out, to which we close out the show. Eh? See? Uh, so, um, let's let's flip. Dave Dave was on here earlier this week, and he mocked my flipping utensil. It's a GoPro stand. It's, it's not his... It's not the worst thing ever, Dave. Okay, it's bad. He's right. All right, so... Terry, you call. You weren't here the other day. Ready? Call in here. Heads or tails? Heads. It is heads. Terry, first or second, my friend? 
Second, please. Uh-huh. Second, please. Okay. So. It's going to be a Because um, usually the start of the level ones aren't that hard. So I'm curious to what he's got lined up here. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'll just say. I'm, yeah. I'm, cu- I'm anxious. All right. So, uh, cue uh, intense quiz music, possibly something from a game show. Surprise me. Dazzle me, if you will. There it is. Okay, pretty wonderful. No idea what it is. Uh, all right, so, gentlemen. May, uh, the 20th of May, 1995. Everton won. Manchester United nil. FA Cup final. Oh. Okay. Um, I was in high school. So that should tell you already, these gray hairs didn't even exist. It was a really long time ago, all right? It was a time when no one called me old. That's really long ago. So, Max, mm-hmm. you may begin. Paul Rydell. Paul out. yes, he started. Already you've done better than I expected. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I keep. Amakachi. Amakachi did not start, but he was subbed in. So, I count it. Neville Southwell. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. He did start. Duncan Ferguson. Duncan Ferguson, Terry, you're you're calling all the subs, man. He uh, he ah. subbed he subbed in as well. You accepted it though, so you have to I, do it again. I count it. I do. These are all good answers. Dave Watson. Dave I Watson. Used, I used to be captain too. Yeah. He was captain. You're right. Yeah. I even wrote that down because I wanted to be able to drop that knowledge. Thanks for spoiling that one, Max. Only thing Hi. I knew. That little C. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. I read even born. Give me some credit. Huh? <laughs> hey, your mind is like a freaking vice, man. You have all this stuff memorized. I, I, I This is not surprising, in all honesty. Uh, <laughs> Terry, what do you got? Oh, um, we've had Southall, we've had Watson. And I don't know. Hey, hey, John, during this waiting time, do you want to put like some waiting room music just to kind of <laughs> carry us through the silence? Because uh, uh, Terry's always great at pointing out that this is great radio, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anders Limpar. Anders Limpar. Yes, he did. Max, the fact that you you were not even alive back then totally puts things in perspective. It, it just clicked. I was like, holy hell, he's so no, good. What the hell? I, I know. I've, <laughs> obviously, I've obviously seen the game plenty of times. Yeah, DVDs and stuff like the that. See, I, mean, I need to get some of those DVDs, man. That's I, I need to watch some of those. Sorry, the 1995 um, Cup Winners' Cup game, I can just do off the top of my head, but the, the, the 95 is a little bit more difficult. Uh, because I met him after the Cardiff game, and I assume he'd be up front with right about Graham Stewart. Graham Stewart, yes, yes, that's correct. Okay, now we're getting a bit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I thought of one, though, while you were talking. I was hoping you wouldn't get it because I just thought it was a good one. Um, the man behind Everton's under twenty three title in David Unsworth. I knew I knew as soon as you said I thought of a good one, I was like he's gonna say Unsworth right now. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. He, he started, dude. Alright. Maximus, what do you have? Another one because I met him a few years ago on the train home from West Ham and it sticks in my mind. Barry Horn. Uh, Barry Horn, yes. Who he needs started. Cantona? <laughs> Max, if you get all of these because you're like, oh yeah, I met him, like no, for all of them. It's, it's just the way. It's just the way. I, that's the way I'm trying to utilize my memory. Yeah, you know, no, it's now it's smart to do it that way. Actually. <clears throat> all right. 
Andy Hinchcliffe. Andy Hinchcliffe. He started. Guys, you're doing quite well. Um, quite well. I really hope Max gets one wrong now because I'm tapped. <laughs> Oh no, that would be a bit after. Oh, no, Gary Ablett. I was going to say Gary Speed, but I'll go for Gary Ablett. See, I'm glad you said that before I did, because I was like, Ablett, Ablett. <laughs> so I'm glad you actually, yeah, that's, that's, he started. Got it, yes. Guys, you, this is a, a pretty solid <sighs> performance, I'm just going to say. This is well done, guys. I'm trying to go through the team. We haven't said the right back, and I don't know who it was. Let me think. Was it Matt Jackson? Jackson. Jesus, guys. Yes. Yes. Okay, uh, John, if you're editing this, uh, because this is taking so long, perhaps some uh, some of the score from Lord of the Rings would be appropriate here. <laughs> Cause this is this is going into Mordor. This is this is a lot. This is so lot. You guys are doing very well. All right, you have one more starter left. John Edbrook. No. Okay. I I I'll, no. I'll just take it. I, I went alive. I'll take it. <laughs> I've got no shame in taking the feet there. I came up with a few. Hold on, hold on, Terry. You got the quiz. You got the. You got it right. You got it. You got. You got. You. I mean, you got. You won the flip, right? So you were second, correct? Terry mm-hmm. still has to get one correct. You have not lost here yet, Max. So don't concede defeat yet. All right. Let's see if Terry can somehow pull this one out. We've had Southall, we've had Watson, we've had Unsworth, we've had Rideout, we've had Amakachi, we've had Ferguson, we've had Hinchcliffe, Matt Jackson, Joe Parkinson. And that did it. Terry, Terry just did. Guys, this was superbly played, gentlemen. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe all, maybe all normal Evertonians can rattle this off, but I, I think this is well done. All right, <coughs> so we have finally thrown the ring into the fire, uh, fires of Mount Doom, uh, <coughs> and Gollum just went. Uh, and spoiler, uh, so uh, we, we've at the end. Terry has has managed to come out. Uh, on top of this one, but Max, uh, wise beyond his years, holy hell. Very, very well done, Max. Good stuff. You should take it. You should take that one. All right. Uh, so, uh, Terry, your, your reward. You can take the spoils now. What is your, what is your track? Are you going to pick up your Spotify now and consult? Yes, I am. I had one in mind, but I think I've done it before. Have I Have I done Shoot to Thrill? Yes. I, think I have. Right, okay. Oh, man, I thought I was on for another early exit then, because at the beginning, I was. I only had Ferguson and Amakachi in my mind. I was like, oh, my God, I can't. And then I just sort of tried to think of a back of a DVD case that I've got of the uh, 1985 final. I got given it for what, Christmas. <laughs> so this is the second long pause that I'm going to cause in the podcast. Sorry, Mr. Okay. Editor. This is, this is one of those we can just cut out. That's not a big oh, deal. Don't worry about it. I can come up with a funny story in the middle of the dead silence, if you'd like. Go ahead. Feel free. Right. So, when we played Man United at Wembley a few years back, you know, the semi-final, when was it, 2016? Uh-huh. Uh, I rem- I'm not I, sure about the year, but I remember the game exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that, that fella up front missed the penalty. Uh, Look at what situation these in now, um, yeah. which is funny, isn't it? But um, we, me, my family, so like, I don't know if you saw the pictures that I put up on Twitter before the United game, but it was my nan's birthday. Yes, like, I thought those were birthday. amazing. Yes. Yeah. So like, basically, she's been going to games since she was ten. She's eighty now. So like, that's a long time of suffering for those who bloody hell, I couldn't imagine to support Evan for that long. But uh, so we all went down to Wembley, and it was like what five, six o'clock start in the morning on this bus. 
well, you know, obviously the drinks start early, so a few of us are a bit tipsy. And I guess, you know, the way they run, like, fan zones. Yeah. It's, like, entertainment for the fans and stuff. Obviously, I think someone on the on the uh, stage has spotted me nan and got me nan up and just asked her opinion of, like, oh, how long have you been following Everton, this, that, and the other. And then she, he went, uh, just to finish, um, who do you think is going to score the winner for Everton today, then? She went, Daniel Amakachi. It's like, that's 1995. <laughs> so, how, how many did he score in the semi-final against the uh, Spurs, Teddy? To be honest, I, I don't know this from remembering watching it. I remember I've got a DVD of it, so I'm not as up on I, anything. Uh, honestly, it's embarrassing to admit, but anything pre-Moyes, I'm really rusty on and ropey, but Moyes onwards, I'm pretty pretty okay with. I th- yeah. don't know. But yeah, Daniela Macacci was the catalyst for the 1995 FA Cup semi-final. I mean, Ann thinks he was going to score the winner for us in the 2006 <laughs> semi-final. Which Maybe I, he would have. I, I, I assume she meant Romelu Lukaku, which might have been the case if he'd have converted that frigging penalty, but mm. yeah, you know, here we are today. Oh, God. He'd have probably had better work rate than Lukaku. <laughs> I know. I didn't use that time wisely that you just handed me there, Max. Yes, you were, you were listening you're listening to you're listening to the dude's story. <laughs> Were you listening to the dude's story? <laughs> so you have you no have frame no of reference, reference here. <laughs> like a you're child like a that wanders into the middle of a movie. There's my Jason song, Hotel California by the Eagles. I just hate the fucking Eagles, man. <laughs> you just made it very easy for me, Jamie. <laughs> oh man, I. Ah, you can't never leave. All right, so Terry picks the Eagles, much to my chagrin, but I know why, which makes me grin, actually. It's a good thing. It's, <laughs> yeah, so he picks Hotel California by the Eagles. Uh, so as we as we wrap up the show, uh, it is time to end the, the pod. Uh, thanks for listening to, to the big show. If, you've, uh, if you have not subscribed to the Toffee Blues podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you would. Um... Also, if you're like, man, these guys' voices, I wonder what their faces look like, you should just watch our YouTube channel because we're there and you can get those questions answered like immediately, like really fast. Um, so check that out there. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd appreciate that. Um, check out Terry on the Liverpool Echo Fan Jury. Uh, uh, you know, look at his Twitter. He'll tell you when, where he's going to be appearing there. Uh, and, you know, he's got one of his many public appearances where he'll be... You know, giving hugs, signing signing autographs, you know, that sort of thing. Um, also, uh, keep an eye out for Max uh, being out and about town, especially after a big Everton win. Who knows? You know, who knows? You know, he's he's totally fine if you buy him a pint and uh, firm handshake. That's right. Uh, keep an eye out for his uh, analysis on the Top of his website. He does a lot of stuff there. But look at his Twitter. He'll tell you when and where. He'll be uh, dropping knowledge. Um, yeah, and also follow the Topic Blues on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's all I've got. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got nothing else. Uh, Terry, uh, I hope uh, in-game does not get spoiled for you. Good luck on that. Oh, thanks. I might need it. Yeah, you will. <laughs> you will need it. Because I almost told you, like, a, a review that I read about, and I'm like, no, I can't tell you any, like, if, I, if I've heard it's good or bad or if, if yeah, if I heard shit, yeah, I got nothing. So, yes. Yeah, Terry just zipped up his... <laughs> what, what do you call that in England? Jumper? Is that what y'all call that? Yeah, half zip, basically. Half zip. Um, yeah, jumper would be appropriate for, like, a, a sweater, like, a smart sweater. It wouldn't be... This, this would be... Um, yeah, fleece, I suppose, but it's not fleece. It's, it's like, spot material. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a shirt. Guy, it's his pullover shirt. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, he just zipped it up because he's he doesn't want any spoilers. No spoilers. Um, Max, uh, Max, good to talk to you, man. Thanks so much, bud. As always, thanks very much. Yeah. Yep. He, see, he can pull that off. I can't. I can't say peace out. I'm too old. I'm too old. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's it, everybody. Um, let's get let's get three points this weekend. It would be. It'd be wonderful for us to continue bring this home form and uh, be away matches. So let's do that. All right? 
for uh, for the three gentlemen, the Toffee Blues. This is Jerry signing off. Much love to you, and yeah, bye bye. Stab it with this